Go Loud presents Around the World in 80 Gays. Anyway, getting back to the story, Rory Cowan, another name dropping here. My yes, dear, yes, wonderful. one of our wonderful guests. He used to work with a big record company and the big star. EMI, that's company. right. Yeah. Mm. And Elton John was over and he brought Elton John to Mr Puss's club, uh-huh. right, which was great. And a week later, Elton John signed his mother into a hotel as Mrs Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> now, that is one of the best name drops. <laughs> I, I, you, the competition is on now, Pussy. Around the world. This week we are so lucky and happy to be joined by a living legend, Mr. Pussy, <laughs> aka Alan Amsby. Now, he first came to Ireland in 1969. That's right. Alan blazed a trail across the drag scene in Ireland, met everyone worth meeting and did it with a smile on his dial and a good set of heels. Clip clop. <laughs> we have so much to ask him. So let's not waste a second and get started. But well, when you said we do, I want to do the pod. I thought my, this, I thought that closed years ago. Oh, you mean the pod nightclub? <laughs> the pod nightclub. <laughs> and did you ever do the pod? I'm sure I did, you did. I was you used to do times. ham. I was, in the, I was in there in drag one night and Prince was on. Actually, the Prince. Oh, the after show party. Yeah, yeah, and after best, I did the thing at the the launch of that movie. Uh-huh. Anyway, here I go start. I've started. I'm off. There but, goes the uh, chandeliers. <laughs> but um, yeah, and, and I was standing by the, the where the dressing room was, and yeah. he came off stage, and I was there, and he sort of looked at me, and I thought, oh, there's only a tiny little he's thing. He's a tiny little thing. Was he? Yeah. Is he really small in real life? I am so jealous of everyone who was at that but gig the, in the pod. The pod has great memories there, you know, because oh. of uh, Ronan Keaton's 21st birthday and Keith Duff, Duffy and. BP Fallon in drag. Of course. Uh, did you did you teach them how to drag up? No, I hope well, you should have seen them. You should have said no. Oh thank right, you. you're like, no, it's not anything to do with me. Exactly. <laughs> it was a problem, but that was a great. And the pod is great memories. Yeah, great memories. Alan, tell us about memories. Anyway, can you remember the when you came out? What is your coming out story? Well, I never came out because in those days there was no such thing. Mm. I never went in in the first place. <laughs> it was never mentioned. Give us a year, like give us a context. What kind of year is that well, when you were a teenager? The war had been over for a while. Which war? Boer war, <laughs> thank you, darling. And uh, <laughs> You've never been a Boer, darling, don't no, worry. Don't. And the only thing that bores them is talking about age. <laughs> but the thing no, is... No, that's you, that's yeah. not anybody else. But you never, you never mentioned it. There were lots of gay bars to go to and right. drag, drag shows and always parties and, and it was safe then, you know? Yeah. And all this... This is in what, London. Yeah. South in London. When? We talking to the six? Yeah, late 50s. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It was wonderful. It was Do illegal. You think it was more liberal But it was a then? challenge when it was illegal. It was fantastic. I loved it. When when the actually when I was started out in, in drag, uh, there used to be a lot of old ones in the audience that were sort of during the First World War doing yeah. shows. Yeah. And in the early 60s, they said, oh, I was not the same, dear, when we were younger. It was fabulous. That yeah. First World War, you could go out of a night, pick up anything you wanted to. It was fabulous, dear. <laughs> I hate all this. 1960s, you can keep it, dear. I'm not interested <laughs> in all this. Oh, no, dear. Not me at all. Lamplight. <laughs> Very forgiving, isn't it? But now, after all these years, the new ones coming up, 
I'm in the position of those old ones that were talking to me in the 60s. Right. That, and I was telling them stories. And but things, see, that's you know? nature, isn't it? How yeah. did you start drag? What, like Alan Amsby is a little teenage boy in London. Like, who did you see? And you thought to yourself, well, I know. I went I... out in drag when I was 14. Why? What, I mean, just what came for the across laugh you? of it. We had some wigs and I thought, I'm going to go out in it. But when I first started doing drag, I used to go to the pictures and see all these couples there with their arms around each other. I was sod that. So me and my geezer, I put a frock on and went to the pictures and had his arms wrapped around me. It was fabulous and nobody knew. <laughs> so you never really had to come out to your mother. You never had to say, Mom, she I'm She knew, gay. but I never, ever told her. And she, and no, was she, she very accepting? Yeah, because I used to grab fellas. I got a mate stand tonight, Mum. Oh, that's all right, dear. She say, "You aren't yeah. you hot on those t-shirts?" <laughs> and then your dad was he the same? Well, I didn't know much about my daddy. Did you not? Very young, yeah. Oh, what but age? She was, my mum was wonderful. She had her eightieth here in the cafe. In uh, Mr. Pussy's. Yeah, she'd be hundred and eight. I think now. you're our only guest so far on around the world, Lady Gays, who've had your own cafe named after you. Yeah, well, I had the nightclubs before. I that, remember. I? Yeah. Tell us about that. How did that come about? Your, you had a. a well, in Northway, Georgia Street. Right. Um, I can't remember the year now. But it's got to be the 80s. Over 40 years ago. Yeah, it's got to be the 80s. Yeah, okay. uh, we called it Mr. Pussy's. Then we bought a house in Parnell Square. Uh-huh. And we turned the basement into a nightclub. Mm-hmm. And the David Norris had the club up a few doors from us. Oh, did he? Yeah. David Norris bought his house in North Great Georgia Street because he came to see our club, the um, you know, the competition, yeah. and fell in love with the street. Right. And he bought the house. Wow. Anyway, getting back to the story, Rory Cowan... Another name dropping here. My yes, dear, yes, wonderful. one of our wonderful guests. He used to work with a big record company and the big stars. EMI, that's right. Yeah. Mm. And Elton John was over and he brought Elton John to Mr. Puss's club, uh-huh. right, which was great. And a week later, Elton John signed his mother into a hotel as Mrs. Pussy. <laughs> now, that is one of the best name drops. I, I, you, the competition is on now, Pussy. Okay. That's a brilliant story. What was it's Elton true. like when you met him? Yeah, I've seen him loads of times in the Garden Club in London, him and John Reed. You yes. Know, yeah, loads his manager of and lover for a long time. But he actually, I don't know if you want to talk about who impressed me. Most. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we do. We talk about icons. But so. I think really for somebody who's really gone through the mill and one of the wealthiest people in the world and still unhappy and had everything I wanted but was so down is Elton John because yeah. he really pulled himself together, that boy. Yeah, he did. Absolutely. Yeah, look yeah. how happy he is now with David Furnish. Yeah, and the they kids, two kids together. Yeah. But he, you know, he was always very beautifully dressed in the yeah. garden. Him, then, oh, well, how dear. <laughs> how are you? And, of course, he gave all of his friends drag names, but he didn't have to with you. You already well, had one. Rod Stewart is Phyllis. That's right. And Elton John is Sharon. Right. Sharon Cavendish. Named, oh, named, named after the furniture shop he bought his furniture oh, from and which Cavendish furniture. Do you know what I want to talk to you about? Like, I imagine this to Catherine on one of our previous podcasts. In gay culture, one of the things that really fascinates me is that we had this thing called Polari, this oh, secret language. The Bona Polari, I'm vadering your Bona Week. How lovely to vada your dolly old eek. Oh, Bona, thank you, dear. There's a bone, two Bona Polones here. One's giving me the Vada over there with the lovely, lovely laddie drags and the one with the ogle fakes on. That means... The, the lovely girl there with the lovely little trousers on and the, the sunglasses. And, the and bone, Raya is hair backwards. Yeah, and, and Ecaf is face spot backwards. It comes from wow. the, the Romany 
the Romani language. Is that where it's from? Yeah. Romani gypsy language? Yeah, I'm I did not know fluent that. in Polari. <laughs> fluent in Polari. Well, well, Polari is the way you pronounce it, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, bone, that's bone what the Polari. language is called. That is and absolutely so say, fascinating, say we, isn't it? We, say yeah. we were in a, in a club, right, yeah. and people knew the Polari, and there was a good-looking fella standing at the bar with a girl, yeah. right, and her hair wasn't very nice, but he had a good face. You say, now, oh, vow to the bone of me dear, with the Polone. Vow to the rye on the Polone. The old cod, vow to that eek, dear, on the Omi bone around me I wouldn't mind shushing it back to the latty for a bit of la wiles <laughs> you know I mean it's incredible isn't that it? is fantastic it's but like that just shows you how gay dialect how careful you had to be oh yeah and you could if you want to go out and, oh I do love a bit of jarring and a few bed wiles and we shush a couple of homes back to the latty for some trade a la wiles that means we're going to have something to eat and have a drink go to the pub and pick up a couple of fellas and bring them home wow <laughs> well it sounded like it was more liberal in London and I guess that's it was an adventure yeah. yeah, it was illegal. Did, you, did you find when you came to Ireland that we were in, in the dark age or did you bring us and why towards the light? To well, people say, oh, Ireland was a bit backward. No, Ireland was innocent. Oh, OK, that's yeah. a nice way to put innocent. it. Innocent. And I was only booked to do a week in Belfast yeah. in the Intercontinental. Oh, yes. And the Piccadilly line. And Ireland's first drag act went over. Danny Rice brought me over, actually, uh-huh. he owned the place. He kept, I was originally a part of a double act called Pussy and Bow, and we wow. split up, and we were both booked to do Belfast, but Madden went off. Good, <laughs> bitch. Bitch. Look <laughs> at the handbags she's lost. That means money in Palawi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's more dialect. And, and uh, so Danny Rice came to see me and booked me immediately, and I went to Belfast for just for one week, but, the, but due to the public demand, I stayed there nearly a month. Oh, I can't. Only imagine, absolutely. I mean, you must have been like a Martian landing from space in those days. They loved it. They, of course, they, they did. Yeah, they, they, but also, you had to be good. Like they you didn't know. Just... They didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Well, I learned a lot since then. Obviously, I was naive and thrown in the deep end, really. Yeah. Because I was old, just an, an act in England. But mm-hmm. when I came over here, as I say, when you I got the late, late, when I got the late, late first, that was the only channel there was in Ireland. I've seen that footage, and I've never seen anybody. Not the first one, of, have you? I've seen it on. It's on YouTube. And I mean, you, you look so incredibly feminine. That's what's amazing. You because sure? I've never seen that. Well, I'm not sure if it's the very first one, but people at home listening, wherever you're listening, Google Mr. Pussy's performance on The Late Late Show. You'll find it. And um, you can also get Mr. Pussy's performances on another channel. <laughs> you can, I bet you www.wetpussy.com Bonapalones. Vardathebonapalones.com Yes. Anyway, get back to the story. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was there. And I said, we're going to look at Dublin. Dublin before we go back. Yeah. So we drove from Belfast to Dublin and I couldn't get over in those days how many television aerials there were on the rooftops. Uh, yeah. Every house. I thought this is amazing. And we drove into a car. It was a bit great. Did they not have that in London though? No, not in, well, in the 50s. They in did, the 50s, yeah. yeah, okay. We used to get a coat hanger then and put okay. it on top of the stand there. <laughs> That's right. But uh, we Down drove in and I thought it was a bit grey, Dublin. So we drove in. The only bit of colour I saw was on O'Connell Bridge where they had flowers. Oh, and then we drove in and parked anywhere we wanted to and went to Bartley Duns, um, which was supposed to be a gay bar, but I didn't realise that in Dublin, pubs shut at 10 o'clock on a Sunday and half 10. 
There no, you were, yeah. standing in your heels. Yeah, well, we were there, and people said to us, I said, where are we going to go? Somebody said, would you like to go to the Manhattan? I thought, oh, my God, it's a nightclub. It wasn't. It was the coffee shop, you know, the cafe. Oh, yeah, or yeah. you could get chips and burgers <laughs> at all hours right. of the night. I mean, when I was all doled up in the jukebox in the corner. And I was just, I, were you a full drag at this point? No, but I was near enough, because right. I used to wear the fur coats and my own hair was yeah. down here. And the riot down here. The bone of riot down there. Yeah, beautiful. Right down to my jubes. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. And, and when... Um, can you can you remember the gay bars like? Um... Yes, well we were in Bartlett's and um, there was another pub called Rice's, which we used to go to, which was friendly. Bobby Rice and the lovely wife, and and then there was Davy Burns and the Bailey. See, when I came here after the late late, everybody knew Mr. Pussy overnight. Well, that's that's what I was going to say. You nearly were. Um property of the straight scene rather than the gay scene. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the wasn't, weird thing about mm. But there about wasn't drag, any gay it? scene. As only see, that's where you, get, you, you, you say the gay scene. You're, you're saying that now because you're young. Yeah. And, you know, you accept it and it's always been there, but it hasn't. There was no such thing as gay scene. That's true, yeah. You know, so You were l- lucky if you had a few gay fellas in the audience and you could tell, obviously. So I suppose in Ireland they could actually let the, the drag thing go over their head and just treat it like the dames in pantomime hmm. or end of the ah, pier. Yeah. Or yeah. Peace, ah, God love them. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that sort of thing. And but every family had its Rory, you know, for Mrs Brown's Rory. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I am my own family's Rory, yeah. as I always say. Mm. My parents had, you know, mm. four boys, one girl and one girly boy. I had a you friend, know. Bobby Ellis, lived in Rutland Avenue and his mother, Maggie, she had 22 children. Whoa. Yeah, she said mm. 10 cocks and 12 hens. She's and like a tube of Pringles, pop, pop, pop. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. But she didn't need that, a midwife, she needed a conveyor belt. There was no, no <laughs> nightclubs then, no nightclubs to go to, only the revolution, which I'll tell you about in a second. But Maggie and Bobby said, we go back to the house. It was all around to Mrs Brown's in its day. Right. And we went back and loads of people in the house. And we're starving, so they'd eat the coddle that was on the table, on yeah. the pot for the next day's dinner. <laughs> wow. Murder. At the party. So that's all you could do. And I had parties. I lived in Mount Street, and I had parties all the time. But I came home from Elizabeth's nightclub one night and didn't lock the outside door. I went to bed and smash. The window was smashed. Two robbers came in, and I had no clothes on. And I ran up into the street, nothing on. And there's a girls' convent opposite me. Because oh. they were outside, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they were all outside. <laughs> How did you get back into the house? Well, I did, I, as soon as I possibly could, the others <laughs> ran off. I think you're the only person I've ever heard has ch- chased a robber in the nude. What <laughs> were you up to? Seeing <laughs> <laughs> if one of them was keen, maybe. Well, I just left the front back door. Just the double doors yeah. were the last one. That's what happened with Francis Bacon, didn't it? He, oh, uh, well, somebody I'm, broke in and he became lovers with him. But I don't want to be seen Francis like Bacon, I'm, the artist, like became I'm, lover yeah. with his with burglar. His lover. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't want to drop names, but... I Please mean, do. Daniel Farsons, who used to have his own television, a very famous person in the 60s, was a very close friend of Francis Bacon. Yes. Now, I knew Dan. He stayed with me in Dublin. But we used to go, when I went back to London, to the Toucan Club in Soho mm-hmm. and Dan and Francis Bacon were always there and he'd have his champagne Yes, and the, he had the beadiest eyes I've ever seen he had a black leather jacket and the eyes were like two little yes. black dots. and did he always drink champagne? most of the time most of yeah. the time because yeah. in his installation up in uh, the Museum of Modern Art yeah. the whole installation well, is covered room, in boxes yes. of, of champagne yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him in the street once in Dublin in, in uh, London, I should say. Yeah. And he just came out of the side door of a bar. That and his face, he looked like somebody had a panel beat his face. Yes, from the strange inside out. Very yes. strange yeah. shaped face. But he was uh, very intriguing. And when I read his autobiography, he's just so uh, charismatic. 
and oh, yeah. friends with Princess Margaret, Everybody. all that. Yeah, exactly. How amazing. Incredible. The, the, the amount of money the picture's going for now. <clears throat> I know. I know you have one in your back room, right? I'm alone. <laughs> so let's talk about music because yeah. I have been to your shows and you sing live all the time. So what is your gay anthem? Uh, what's the um, Manchester United football team? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh God. Okay. We will not walk alone. Yeah. You never walk no, alone. No, I'm only oh, yeah. I don't really have one, really. I suppose... Um, like in the 60s when you were coming Well, I think really uh, what, what amazed me is that another very dear friend of mine, here we go again, is Danny LaRue. <gasps> Danny was my mate. I loved Danny. He was a gentleman. I met him only once. Did you? In Belfast at the Jerry Kelly show. And I was oh, warming Jerry up in the Kelly. corridor, you know, because I was about to sing. And he just stuck his head around, hello, dear. Hello, my love. Hello, dear. And and <laughs> I was chatting to him and everything. He said, was, was his assistant called Maureen? What was that lovely lady called? Anne. He goes, Anne, Anne, bring him the OBE, bring him the OBE. So out yeah. she came with a velvet <laughs> pillow with the OBE on it to That's show right. me. Wow. Yeah. So you knew him really well. Very, very, very well. Yes, first time I saw him was in the um, Windsor Castle in the Harrow Road in about 1963. He was in the audience. Ah. And then he went into a show in the Whitehall Theatre called Come Spy With Me <laughs> with uh, Barbara Windsor and Richard Waters. Another yes. old queen. We'll talk about him in a minute. Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> Richard Waters? He's always in the movies with the glasses and very tall. If and, I saw a photograph, yeah, I'd you'd know, know him. him yeah. And I was working for We Creations at the time. Right. And um, we, But I knew him through that. And then we became mates. And then I started doing what I'm doing. Did you make wigs for him at any point? Well, we did, yeah. yeah. And then I, I came over here, and I, whenever I went back to London or wherever he was on, I always went to see him in shows and whatever. And he, st- he came to my parties here. Did he? Did you really? Wow. Oh, yeah, it yeah. was a great night, actually, that night. You and even I, made wigs for Marlena Dietrich, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Hang wow. on a minute. Yes! <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, uh, I he just Alan, throws that off him. Alan oh, yeah. started out as a wig maker. Yeah, and that I did know, but mm. tell us about that. How did that happen? Well, she, she used to wear her own hair in the front and have these three-quarter wigs. Didn't we all do? In the style. You, it's very good, actually. Yeah, Mariah's pretty good, isn't it? Thanks yeah. very much. Bonariah. Yeah, so, Bonariah. Bonariah. <laughs> so, t- so did you have to meet up with her? And, yeah, and, you know, she used to come in occasionally. She'd be in a, dr- a chauffeur-driven role and yeah. pull up. You'd have a, if you wanted pink champagne, yeah. it'd be there for Fabulous. Or tea. And she'd send all her wigs over in a big trunk. Right. And when she used to do that bow of hers, you know, she used to bend down yes. and do that. Oh, it's just to push, put the right back in position on the way back up again after the bell. A sweep the head <laughs> with wonderful. the hair. Oh, Judy Garland. She came to see us in the Vauxhall Tavern. What? I mean, with, this is gay gold right here. I know. Come on, gay platinum. She was there with a little headscarf standing by the pillar there. Yeah. She saw, and she was with Johnny Ray. Oh, yes. Another mate of mine. Who's yeah. Johnny yes. Ray? Johnny Ray's a singer. He's, his famous thing was he used to cry all the time. Oh. Of goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So she came to sit. And then we went back to her little muse in Chelsea where she died. Huh. And I said, I'm, can I use your toilet? And she said, honey, use my can. Oh. Use my can. That's so New York. And that was the toilet she was found dead in. Wow. So mm. we have a gay man who used... Judy Garland's Gar- toilet. toilet. To have a wee wee. The same one she, <laughs> she died, died in. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really get any better than that, I does really it? think Come we on. should just, yeah, okay, I give up now. We have. You want to hear about David This Bowie. is not the Queen of oh, Ireland. Oh, this is oh, David the Bowie. Empress Catherine, of Ireland. David Bowie, here we go. Okay, the Empress of Ireland, Mr. <laughs> right. Pussy, has something okay. else to say. In 1967, there was a magazine came out called Jeremy, which was the first sort of gay magazine. Yes, yes. And I was asked to do it. 
And another Page young three. fellow called David Bowie was asked <gasps> to do it too. And a young fellow. We've heard of him. Yes. And uh, we went and did it. And then he said, do you want to come? We're going to have a drink one night. So he was recording in a studio. And me and Ian, who was my manager at the time, went and had a drink with him. And he said, I have to go now. I've got to get me a bus. Right? So yeah. that was the young Bowie on the bus. <laughs> and then... A little after that, there was a show in the Palladium called The Save Rave. It was a charity show. Right. And he was on it. Dusty Springfield um, finished close the first half. Wow. And do you know who was top of the bill? Who? Tiny Tim. Oh, really? Tip, tip. Yes. Dreadful. I have, simi- I have similar hair today to Tiny Dreadful. Tim. Dreadful. And poor old Dusty touched the first half closing. How ridiculous. But then we went into the green room afterwards with a big bar at the back in, in, the, in the Palladium and had a few drinks with... Bowie. Yeah. So what he was, was he like? so he was performing at this uh, yeah, charity did, gig. Yeah. Dusty Springfield, Dusty yeah. Spring Clean, yeah. <laughs> David Rusty Bowie. Springboard, we used to call that. <laughs> I'll bet you did. <laughs> I was watching a concert just this week uh, that Dusty Springfield had made from I think the 1980s, and you forget the amount of hits that woman had. Oh, she was wonderful. Yeah, Mary. You know how she got the the eyes, the famous eyes. She had a part. She lived in Notting Hill Gate. Right. And in the basement, Leapy Lee. Do you remember him? I've heard the name. Little Arrows. Yeah. He lived in the basement. Little Arrows in your yeah. And they were having a party one night and Dusty went to put the bins out the next morning. She fell over and blacked her eye. Oh, she could have been called Dusty Bin. <laughs> <laughs> She's off. And uh, she was doing a show that night. I think it was probably Ready, Steady, Go or something like that. So oh, she, right. she made, made up the other eye to match the black eye. Oh, so that's how and she that's got her, her lovely yes. black, dark mm. eyes. And I love the other story where, you know, she did this thing with her hands all the time. Oh, she's yeah. very short And apparently yeah. she very short. So she had, had lyrics on her hand. She had lyrics so on she, her hand. she hands. couldn't really remember lyrics very well. So that was what that was all yeah. about. She would do all that in Poor front of her face. Dusty, she was in bits. <laughs> but my God, what an incredible icon um, she was. Incredible, absolutely. What a time to be alive. The 60s, the 70s. Wonderful, yeah. To be a performer. I know the club, the Cromwellian Club in, in Cromwell Road. Yeah. You'd be in there and you'd have the likes of the Stones and all the drinking at yeah. the bar. There'd be a downstairs in the club area, Georgie Fame would be on the up Oh, I know band. Georgie well. I did the Van Morrison yeah. years with him. Yeah. Incredible. Well, band used to come into the cafe. Of course. But tell us that story. I heard a very funny story about what, what did you used to do with the crockery because you didn't have a liquor license? Well, we did, but we pretended we didn't. Oh, I see, because it was cooler. So, so red or white tea. Red or yes. white tea. Yeah, yes. used to do the, um, what they call the ice, ice pop things. Ice um, well, vodka, milkshakes. Oh, they were very famous. Yeah. Vodka milkshake or Scotch milkshake. <laughs> that was in but, yeah. Mr. Pussy's, wasn't that was it? Yeah. But it, when we opened first, we opened all night long. I was in that with Bono yeah. and Jim Sheridan. You were in partnership with them. Yeah, and Gavin right. Friday. That's and right. Gavin, Gavin wrote a song about me called Mr. Pussy. I, I am aware, yes, Yeah, that's which right. is, I'm delighted to hear. Hopefully we'll get Gavin in for a chat too. Oh, I love He'll Gavin. tell us some dirt on you, hopefully. Well, so, give us some dirt on other people. No. No, he, he never, never does. does I've never. read his book. Yeah. It's one of the cleanest autobiographies I've ever read in my life. It's still brilliant, but, you know, I wanted a wee bit of dirt. Like it's well, called, I think as long as I've known before you... before I forget to remember. Yes, I remember. We were at the launch. <laughs> we were both at the launch. We were at the launch. Yeah, I remember you being there, It's a beautiful book. Could you give us one bit of dry clean dirt on anybody? No, I wouldn't. You don't have He's to name them. Don't tell us who they are. But well, like, you know, did you ever have sex it, with somebody back in the day? That I'm you a think, good girl, I am. I'm a good girl, I am. <laughs> oh, my good girl. Wash my face and as for Alan, As long as I've known Mr. Pussy and Alan, I've never heard you talk badly about anyone. I have to say that. And I was only saying that to a friend, Wawan. Wawan, Wawan Peace. Wawan Peace, a mutual friend of ours. Yeah. I was only saying that to him. Um, we were saying that, that you don't... You 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 don't have you're not a stereotypical gay man who has a you don't really have you a mean bitchy a edge. Bitch. Yeah. No, you're not a wicked bitch at all. Well, you are on stage. 
stage kind. in a very comical way. Well, that's way. part yeah. of the character. In a smart way. Yeah. One of the yeah. girls was one of the boys. Really, yes, right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, that's incredible. But uh, well, there so, you go. That was the cafe. But you, and, I know uh, you, you didn't say you have a particular anthem, but there must be some shut-eye song that you perform on stage that you love. Is there one in particular? Well, it depends, really. You know what sort of move the audience are in, then I can yes, tell you exactly. doing the sound, yeah. to, what to do. But yeah, um, I love the story about when you were playing in certain parts of Belfast. You had a you had a kind of a multi-purpose handbag. Tell us about oh, that. Oh well, I, I was on stage in the Abercorn in Anderson's well. town, and I was on stage doing my bit, looking fabulous. And all of a sudden, these guys came in with the guns and rubbed the till. And walked out. It's <laughs> <laughs> just an ordinary night. Oh yeah, absolutely. And other times I was getting ready in a dressing room, and the bomb went off. You did two mm-hmm. seconds silence, and then everybody carried on. But I was very near a bomb. And actually, when a bomb goes off, you don't hear it first of all. That's right. You get the dust, and then you hear the bang, and then it's an awful the, silence. The loudest part is the silence afterwards. Yes, isn't it? dreadful. Yeah. yeah, I went out to Belfast a lot during the troubles. Tell us the uh, tell us the handbag though. Oh well, I used to have a handbag, and I had green, white, and gold on one side, and the yeah. Union Jack on the oh, other. The other. <laughs> you love that? So I say the falls and the shankle. <laughs> I got confused one night. So listen, Quick Alan, exit. <laughs> here's what I want to ask you now. You've lived a long life and you're continuing to do so. You've lived through so many different stages of progress for the LGBTQ plus community. Could you have imagined gay marriage when you were younger? No, absolutely not. It was like... Um, men landing on the moon which we didn't think would happen then you know yeah. but it did obviously eventually yeah. it was just unbelievable and i think it's wonderful people Isn't people want to love each other marry each other Absolutely. and have children so yeah. all those big grudges fuck you <laughs> <laughs> here 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 do you ever wish that um you were born into this generation that have more no. chances no, no great it's it's too fast yeah. for me i can't understand the internet mobile phones do my head in and when people you, people are always on their phone, yeah. and the noise in the clubs does my head. Yeah, me yeah. too. I'm the same as you. That's so I, I'm board. just old, I suppose. And what do you think of all the new pronouns and all the way that? For how, example, how, like uh, for example, uh, they them binary. Some, somebody saying non-binary, and, and, and for example, you could you could insist that we called you they rather than him or her. You know, the, the pronoun thing is really very careful what language. What thou pronounce to thee, <laughs> what thou's just talking about. Well, do you know, that's a very interesting take on it, like yeah. a Shakespearean take on it. That's interesting. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's, I suppose it's progression and it's something that we have said, to... You want a shagger, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, bareback or not, exactly. Um, in my opinion, I suppose it's uh, something that we need to just give to the... <laughs> to the next generation what are you whispering about here's what we're whispering about what Catherine whispering I'll tell you what we're whispering about what? he is the first and only guest we are probably ever going to have that is about to have his own waxwork oh yes yes wow yeah you are just telling ask me about the wax ask me about the wax dear <laughs> so tell us Ruby. you're about to become Ruby Wax. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yes I'm delighted you you absolutely thrilled because it's a great honour to have your own st- I've seen it What's that like? When it's you look good. At I'll bring you down after. It's in, oh, it's can in, we go it's afterwards? Yeah, okay. we're going to go down to the wax museum. We we'll take a and photograph, see ladies and gentlemen, and then we'll post it at some no, point yeah. on the website. Can't take any pictures until you're unveiling. I insist. Oh, we're going to have a you're preview of us. Here we go. Absolutely thrilled and honoured. How did it come um, about? Well, Paddy, uh, he owns the Button Factory as well. Which oh is yes, yes, fabulous venue. Uh, Phyllis Lynott, you know Phil Lynott's I do. We, we know Phil. Well, Phyllis, Phyllis and a good dear old mate of mine, same generation practically, and she had her statue done there, and she's uh-huh. next to Philip in there now. Oh, uh, is she really? And Paddy said, well, we'll, we'll think about doing doing yours, 
anyway, it went on, and and um, PJ, who, the, the the artist, came and they put all plaster on your head, and then yeah. they take a mold. Right. And then he came to my house with a box and I had my head in it. <laughs> oh wow, that is so strange. I had strange. to look at it, and then of course I had to give the the, the dress and the, the hair and everything else. And, PJ took it from there, and I've seen it. It's really good, and the, then the unveiling going to be. It's going to be very soon. Fantastic. Are we so invited? We could, yes, actually, could... Vader said to me, "I'm going to bring a wick in." Oh, fabulous! And stick it in the top of the head. No, <laughs> Do you know no, what? You could, you could now f- fake your death. <laughs> we could have a funeral you could run off to the Bahamas well I could do two gigs put that on dear. yeah exactly you could go down and sign on and do a gig exactly you well, could collect your life insurance now that's something else no I'm delighted honoured yeah. yeah I wonder could anyone do that well I've done what I want to do I've had a song done about me I've been in movies yeah. Tell, tell us about yeah. yeah, tell us. In the name of the father you were in that movie yeah and the leavers uh, and goodbye Gemini right Wow. Who's Goodbye Gemini? It was a 60s movie. Oh, wow. I must look at that. And Anything left on your list, like your bucket list or your fuck it list? I'd like to it. make a song, do a record. You'd like to do a record? Mm. Singing? Yeah, well, not for... Uh, what I, kind I don't of sing, but a, a comedy record. Right. Well, we could do that, one together, the three of us. That could be very difficult, exactly. For charity. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Actually, I studied at the Helen Keller School of Dance and, and Song. Oh. <laughs> it's all coming out now. You have to... S- <laughs> Oh I love that school. You have to see it to believe it. <laughs> do, you, do you not get that joke now? Tell us again. Helen Keller. Helen right. Keller school of song and dance. <laughs> so basically, he's not very good. <laughs> no, you know she was Stefan Down, God love her. I don't know. I'm blind. I'm blind. But oh, I, sh- I didn't know. Any I shouldn't of that. be sending her up. But as it's, it's, I'm <clears> sure for our fans listening at home, for you know who to Google: Helen Keller, and then you'll laugh like I will. Alan, did you ever wish in your life that you weren't gay? Or have you always no. been... Oh, You've no. always been comfortable being gay. When I see all these kids screaming and fellas going out to work and they're at home, I'm in time to go this. I'm in here like that pissed again. No, 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 no. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yes. Oh, great, OK. Yes. Never regretted anything. Everything I've done, every party I've been to. Every person you've done. No. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Amsby, not Kennedy. <laughs> and have you, have, you, um, have you ever been in love... Few times, mm-hmm. and have but you they ever don't had, last. So nobody can stand me. You know. Have you ever had your heart really broken? Yeah, a couple of times, but you get over it, don't you? You, you do. do. You have to. Yeah. You kind of yeah. have to, don't you? Few You're babies. an only child, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. My mother says she did it once, didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think being an only child, the major advantage, and there's lots of disadvantages, is that you're content in your own company. You're very content in your own company because you've grown up with that, so you know other no. Well, I think that's where me doing being on the stage comes from because when you go to the pictures when you're kids, you come home, you fantasise being the people on the screen. Right. And and I was always on my own, obviously. Yeah. And it was a mirror. Mm -hmm. So, Granny used to give me old wigs and old bits of costumes and things like that. So, that's where it begins. Yeah. So, your imagination is your best friend, really? Well, I started in drag, actually, in the Vauxhall Tavern. Which is a, the palace of drag now. Yes, we know famous. it well. I've been in that club but many just times. Just to say, with Bo, Pussy and Bo. And I used to drink in there before I did drag. And Peggy was the, the uh, owner. And I said, I'd love to do a gig up there one night, you know. She said, well, do it, dear. She said, give, give a couple of shillings. And Bo, Jeffrey, I couldn't stand him. But I thought he, he used to get up and sing. So I said, do you want to do a little number with me? I said, I've got, I've got the wigs and a few dresses. Yeah. So we went on stage the first night. It worked all right. Yeah. And when I finished, I said to Peggy, how did I do? She said, well, next time you wear a pair of stockings, 
make sure the line goes down the back, not round the leg. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like a spiral staircase. Yeah. The so stairway to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> we learned, exactly. and then we went on from there. Sandy Shaw got married, and I went on in a bride's dress, pregnant, and sang always something there to remind me, and that brought the house down. <laughs> And I thought we've arrived, and that's the first time you get, you know, that's that so adrenaline brilliant. rush you get when you've yes. done a good show? Yes. That's the first time I got that, and I thought, well, this is what I'm going to do. It's addictive, isn't it? Yeah, and this is what I'm going to do, and it's what I've done for the last over blah, blah, blah years. For the little baby drags coming out now, and there are so many cute ones. So many. Um, <laughs> what, what advice would you give to them? Get, get at it, keep at it and keep going. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's not the first drag boom. In the 60s, there was a big drag boom going on. Yeah. All the papers and everything. And, and Danny LaRue, as you said, your my buddy. My mum, yeah. Danny, hello, my love. Ha ha, Danny, you, one of the boys. You, you, uh, you <laughs> Paul O'Grady, another mate of mine too. Oh, he's a fabulous yes. man. I love him. Yeah. We were in the name of the father together. And uh-huh. do you know what? I met you and Paul O'Grady in a club. Do you remember this? And I had split up with my boyfriend and Paul O'Grady sat down. Lily Savage, for anyone listening, sat down and listened to me. And I was very upset. And the two of you were so kind to me, gave me loads of advice uh-huh. about... Because I was just had become... Yeah. Um, kind of a little bit known here in Ireland, and the two he sat down and said, "It's not always going to be easy, and yeah. you're not. It's ah. not going to be easy to meet people when when you have a mm. persona." And you were so kind to me that night. But Paul is, he hasn't changed. He's so savage to me, you know. Isn't he? Even yeah. though he's a big star and whatever, yeah. I ring him often. Yeah, he's we a had, We man. had two. Now, when we were in the name of the Father, we played two transvestite murderers. Now, I was call myself Stella Crippin, <laughs> and he called himself Rita Hindley. Oh. <laughs> so, so not Myra. I, I get a I get a Christmas card every year. Hello, Stella. <laughs> I've crappy Christmas girl. Oh, you know, I love it. From from Rita. Yes. And we ring, but we were in the name of the father. We shared a caravan for six weeks on the set. Oh, my God. And Paul Pete Pete Pothersweight, God rest him, had the caravan next to us. Oh, did he? And we, you could hear us scream and shout and screaming and laughing. Did, did you have a little flask? Did you bring a little flask Absolutely, in a little nip? yes, dear. Oh, I can imagine that. There's a few little <coughs> drinks on set. That sounds like a film itself, doesn't it? The, oh, the, in your trailer. It was wonderful, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Right, right opposite the When makeup. you're talking to him, please give him our love. I love... I was yeah. once in his company in New York and I got it. I, I sat in his dressing room as he got all dragged up, did the show, came back again mm. and I watched him take it all off again and, yeah. and transform. That's what I love about drag, I think, the most. Is the tra- it's an art form, really. Because I've illusion. seen you out of drag, I've an seen illusion. you in full drag. You know where the word drag comes from? Tell yeah? us. It's, called, it's from Shakespearean times, dressed roughly as girls. Wow. And it was dragon, the, the dragon of I the costume. I never knew that. Yeah. Dressed roughly as, as girls. girls. Uh, that was the stage management's note. No, comes on. I am blown away. So am I. That is. So am I. You learn something new every day. The dragon of the costumes across the stage, you see, and the queen. Oh, she's a queen, dear. All the boys play queens in the in the band in the shows. Yeah, yeah. So that's where the oh, she's a queen, dear. And and you know, I think that's why England has a far uh, bigger history of drag than any other country in the world because they always had the dame. And the restoration mm, yeah. plays, all the women were played, all the, the women were played by men. men yeah. So there was always a, a history, wasn't there, but really, in, in the England? Fir- even Victorian times, there were great female impersonators going around. And then the First World War, there was a show called, a show called uh, Splinters, mm-hmm. which was a drag show which went around. And then after the Second World War, there was another show went around called uh, Forces and Skirts and Girls Will Be Boys and yeah. Misleading oh. Ladies, all the sh- sailors and soldiers. Wouldn't it be lovely yeah. to... to um, 
bring one of those shows back just well, to absolutely, do it in yeah. the theatre. Do you think amazing. there's a fantasy element to it? You know, in, in the terms of you're basically a straight person, let's say, but your kind of fantasy is possibly to see what it might be to, like to yes, have fun with a man as long as they're dressed as a woman. I kind think of thing. most people have tried to do something when the wife's out or the yeah. girlfriend's out. Yeah, mm. I think that's right. Have you had one of those experiences? Yes or no? Quick. Well, I don't have a wife or a girlfriend. Thank oh. God. Thank God. Oh. <laughs> see, you'll never get a bit of dirt from you, which is fantastic. You have a lovely house and you have... In, uh, can I just say, every time I, I think of Mr Pussy, he mm. pronounces where he lives in a very particular way. So he lives in an area called Drumcondra, but when I am doing an impression of you, I say, <laughs> where do you live, Pussy? Drumcondra. Drumcondra. Drumcondra dwelling. And in your beautiful house, what is the thing you would save if there was a fire? A lock on my mother's hair on my piano. You didn't even have to think about that. No. Wow. And of course, I got me two doggies, Ashes, in on the piano as well. Lily and Danny, named after Lily Savage and, and Dan- Miss LaRue. Oh, that is gorgeous. <coughs> wow. I'm so actually then, a little bit teary now that mm. a lock of your mother's hair. Isn't that beautiful? It's like a poem. I'm going to write that poem, actually. That's beautiful. Wow. Well, it's true. I love that you didn't even have to think twice about that. Oh, no. Well, Mr. Pussy... Well, there you go. It's been a I pleasure. am not letting I'm you gonna... go because we are going to go the for lunch. Already. Yes. Oh, for God's sake. Can I go back to bed me. now? Can I go out and have a sleep? No, we're yeah, going to yeah. bring you for lunch and then we're going to go down and see your wax work. Yes, yeah, my wax How work. How cool is that? It's been nice. I've enjoyed today. It's been great fun. Well, listen, can we thank you wholeheartedly no, for giving, to see you you giving us your time because you really are a very special person in Ireland. You are, as much as we have Panty the Queen, of course, you are the Empress of Quite right, dear. So thank you for your company. My pleasure. Thank you. Just drag me up now. <laughs> Dress roughly as a girl. Well, that certainly was a dream come true and finally someone who could top your showbiz stories, Brian. <laughs> I'm very dairy. <laughs> if you enjoyed our chat with Alan, please show your support by leaving five stars and a positive review wherever you listen. Now, this week, our LGBTQ plus quote comes from Marlena Dietrich, who said, It's the friends you call up at 4am that matter. And that's why I always put my phone on silent. Because you know I'm looking for my keys. <laughs> what a charmer. Okay, until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.